What is up, guys? Sumi here with Thoughtcast, and today I'm going to talk about in-laws. In-laws are probably one of my most requested topics, where people ask me about how do I deal with my crazy mother-in-law? How do I deal with my crazy brother-in-law? Listen, in-laws are not fun, but today we're going to take a deep dive on what your responsibilities are and what you should be doing. So you married somebody, and they have a crazy brother-in-law. They have a crazy sister-in-law. Typically, it's the mother-in-law, but it could be any in-law. Let me explain something for you and your partner. Maybe you guys need to sit down and watch this video together. Your responsibility is to your wife and your responsibility is to your husband. Whether you're a girl or guy, whether you have a small family or a big family, you have a responsibility to your now partner. When you marry somebody, you almost let go of your old life and your old identity and you become part of the partnership. This is what actually makes marriages very healthy. And when you try to hold on and justify other people in your relationship, that is where it goes wrong. Listen, I love my mother. My mother is amazing. My mother was one of the most amazing people in my life and she's literally my rock. I'm not married right now. But the moment that I get married, I will have a loyalty and a duty to my spouse. Now here's the thing, you have to do the legwork to make sure that your parents, your side of the family gets along with your partner. And as a partner, you have to make sure that you get along with them as well. Because if you don't, there's gonna be a lot of problems. This is why dating is very important. This is why meeting the parents is very important. And this is why this old tradition of handing off your daughter has a massive rate of failure. Let me tell you something about Indian culture. People think that arranged marriage is just people handing each other their daughters and sons. It's not like that. The families meet, the families sit down, the families get along, and the families are really vested in making the marriage work. That is why there's less than a 1% rate of divorce in arranged marriages, especially in India. But I'll tell you something. This is because they get along with the in-laws. The in-laws have respect. There's a standard there. Now, there's definitely situations of nightmare in-laws and people that are just terrible and that came off correct. This is why you've got to really take time to get to know your partner's family. If you want to get to know your partner, the best way to do it is to get to know their family because then you can see where everything has originated from because I guarantee you the apple does not fall far from the tree. So you have to get to know your in-laws and you have to have a positive relationship with your in-laws. But if your partner does not get along with your in-laws and your in-laws are telling you to do something, you have a loyalty to your partner. Unless you want to divorce your partner, you have a loyalty to them because they are higher on the scale. Let me tell you something. Your parents are going to pass away. They're not going to be around forever. I love my mom, but parents don't last forever. And children will not last forever in the sense of they will be in your household till about 18 to 20 and then they will go start their own life. And this is the reality. Your partner has 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of uninterrupted influence and access on you. So you have to make sure that your relationship with your partner is the best relationship it can be because that relationship is what feeds your children in terms of what is healthy for them in a relationship. That relationship is what feeds you in your representation and distribution to the family. And that relationship is you. You are a part of that partnership. So before you go anywhere and before you try to justify your mom and before you try to justify your father, you need to really understand that this is your partner. Now, if it is a situation where you want to disagree with them and you really don't think that they're correct, then it may be grounds for you to reevaluate the entire relationship because your partner, maybe they're not right about certain things. Maybe they're a little bit more emotional about a certain situation. They are the first person that you go to and they're the first person that makes the decision with you. That is why you're in that partnership. You pick up on their flaws and they pick up on yours. Too often, we feel like we can go get somebody else and we feel like there's an illusion of options out there in the world. That is where it's wrong. Nobody is perfect. Nobody's always going to be right. And a lot of times your partner is not gonna understand your family the way that you understand them. So you have to be very considerate at partnering with this person. But the intimacy, the love, the organic, 
organic chemistry is going to allow them to tolerate and have a higher level of patience for your family and for the inconsistencies in your family. You might be used to your family doing certain things that don't make sense, but they are not used to it. So forgive them and understand that they are not always going to make sense of the things that you make sense of naturally because you've been raised in that environment. And they are not always going to understand all the nuances and variation that comes with the communication in your family. Maybe your mother-in-law feels like she owns your spouse. Maybe your father-in-law feels like he can talk a certain way to your partner. You've got to stop that right then and there. It is up to you to set the standard of respect. And if you cannot get that from your family, it is time to distance yourself respectfully from your family a little bit because you have a new obligation to your family, to the future father of your children, to the future mother of your children. And that is the most important thing. When you have children, mark my words, your mindset will change towards you guys coming together and raising the kids effectively. The number one metric of a good mother is her ability to retain a man in her life as a father figure. And the number one metric of a good father is his ability to provide not only for the kids, but for the family as a whole. So you have to make sure that your spouse comes first before anything else. Guys, I hope this video was helpful. Shout out to everybody that follows us on social media and that subscribes to our content. Hit that bell notification if you want to stay in loop for all the new videos that we're launching. And if you have any questions for me, you can DM me in the links below. Until next time, guys, Sumi out.